now. Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody, to guys at a mic.com. I'm back at you. A beautiful Friday here. Typically, it is a football Friday during the football season, but today we'll uh, definitely talk a little baseball with the Cubs, naming their new manager, Mr. Dale Swayman. I guess he had his press conference about an hour ago. He caught part of that. Your comments on that will certainly be doing that. And uh, we got Beat the Schmoes, our football prediction game. We also got a little NASCAR info for you, too, and a uh, little NBA lockout information. Where else are we going today? We got, um, oh, a little interesting story with the Syracuse assistant coach. And we'll uh, preview a little bit the San Diego Chargers against the Chicago Bears. Real quick, David, did you see that note on the Syracuse assistant coach? That's not going to blow up like Penn yeah, State, is Yeah, it? No, I hope not. I heard that on the way in. I was yeah. like, oh, no, here we go. Because I, I, <laughs> the thing that worries me with that coming up oh, boy. is the floodgates are going to open. Uh in the case of Syracuse, you mean, or other schools? I'm, just, I'm saying other schools. Yeah. Well, remember, I, I brought that point up three, four days ago, you and did. I was you did. You did. poo-pooed yeah, by a couple of people, But uh, and here it comes now. And, and again, we don't want to build it up. We don't know much about it, but similar to the Penn State story, we just started out a little bit, and, and we predicted it would you know, blow up to huge proportions, and it did, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, because quite frankly, I don't know much about it, but basically long time. Syracuse assistant coach, right? Jimmy yeah, Bayham. Did, did, did 35 years, was yeah. it? Yeah, so it's, it's Jerry years. Sandusky all over again. Yep. And he has been taken off staff uh, temporarily because of allegations previously of child molestation. So we'll see where that goes. How's that for your feel-good thought for the day? <laughs> 888-463-6748, the phone number here, Big Dog and the Coach. Actually, right now it's just the coach. We're open to hear from the Big Dog in just a little bit. Phone lines are open. Any comments you want to make? If you heard the uh, Chicago Cub press conference and want to talk about uh, positive, negative, or anywhere in the vast in-between on manager, uh, new manager, Dale Swain, we'd love to hear from you. 888 48. All the puns and stuff are coming up on the Swain thing. That's going to get old real quick. Um, you know, already sphing the bat. I mean, you know, the, the puns are going to be coming left and right. The headline writer's got to love the fact, you know, because of his the spelling of his name and the pronunciation. We're going to have a lot of fun with that, actually. The fun will probably be over. That'll be ad nauseum in about uh, two weeks into the baseball season. So we'll talk a little bit of that. And, of course, uh, beat the schmoes, your football predictions, folks, right there for you. Three games, if you're new to the show, any game, high school, college, or pro, there's not a whole lot of high school games out there, but if you want to pick a high school playoff game, we'll put the point spread on it. It's all for fun. There's no money involved, so we can do it. We're the only show that will put a point spread on a high school game. High school, college, or pro, pick any three games against the Schmoes. And uh, as well, welcome in my good partner, the Big Dog. I would like to also know, uh, let you know, Big Dog, that Paradise, the beautiful and lovely Paradise, will be making an appearance on today's show. And I'm feeling... The last couple of years, you and Paradise have not exactly had a quality relationship. Am I, am I oh, getting I'm, a drift? I'm sure our listeners are going to be totally excited about you rolling some dice. So that, that's, that's definitely, without a question, the most scintillating part of our of our week. So that's your issue with Paradise. I, I, yeah. I could have sort of un- the concept is good, but the way it plays out on the internet or the radio, not so good. You need like Janelle rolling the Paradise is what you need, Coach. 
Yeah, don't forget we are. Yeah, you're right. Who's Janelle? Do you remember her? We, we had her in studio. She came in one day, and, and uh, you were you were rather impressed. She was one of the well, – she was a model that came into the the morning break show. She came in. You remember her, Coach? Okay, uh, morning break, not the talk zone. Yes, yeah, okay. not the talk zone. It was actually back when I used to come in and actually work. <laughs> right now I can't get my mind off of talks uh, off of morning break guest Rashidi Ali. But, oh, um, Rashidi Ali. She was actually, to me, much more attractive than Rashidi Ali. Interesting. I'm trying to remember. Tall blonde? Oh, no, this no, is... I, oh, I think I remember her now. She was oh, yeah, short, sort of, compact, dark, and extremely oh, exotic. Yeah. Sort of a... Uh, who's the one on Friends? Courtney... Uh, 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 slightly smaller version of a Courtney Cox. Am I getting the look down now? Well, no, well, uh, I, I wouldn't exactly call her Courtney Cox. She had more of a Lucy Lou look to her. Ah, she had okay. Implants. Okay. Imagine... imagine uh, uh, Lucy Lou with uh, fun bags in front of her. <laughs> oh boy, we could only imagine that. I'm trying to get my football <laughs> predictions straight here and and uh, get my thoughts of manager Dale Swaim, and uh, you're giving me Lucy Lou with whatever you got uh, along with it. You're killing me here. I Absolutely. Killing me. By the way, uh, anybody that does need, if you have a, uh, if you need to be cooled off a little bit, possibly you have a sex addiction, something anywhere in the vast in between, and you you need to. Bring the testosterone back a little bit. I highly suggest looking and listening at new Cub manager Dale Swain. That'll bring you back to earth. You know, there's, there's many options that you have uh, when it comes to to that, Coach, believe it or not. Dale Swain isn't the first to come to the mind. Probably right, but after watching and, and we uh, transfer into the press conference here, we'll talk a lot of football today because it is a football Friday. But I hope so. I heard the press conference a little bit. I've seen Dale Swain, and I think, uh, you know, solid. Rock solid as far as morals and as far as uh, uh, the way he approaches the game. The guy, as you can tell, he's a total professional. But from the excitement level, Big Dog, uh-huh. he, he he's one of the few people that can make a Lovey Smith press conference sound interesting. So uh, why why do you care so much no, no. about what these guys say? I mean, like, I, you make such a big deal out of it. No, like, no, no. I, I said rock solid professional, and I think I'm going to like the guy. Everything good. I'm just semi-humorously pointing out that his press conferences are not going to exactly be scintillating. Okay, well, that that's good, because I don't really watch too much of the the press conference. You know, even even the Lovey Smith stuff, believe it or not. But you, you are right about how boring they are. They are not very exciting. Yeah, and they're, I, I, they're getting worse, I think. You think so? I can't believe you said that about Lovey Smith, because I, I will tell you, this year he's been more open and, and actually said stuff unlike any other year that he's mm-hmm. ever been the, the coach of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. I mean, the other day he was actually talking. And like after the Philadelphia game when he admitted, oh, the point spread actually affected us, I'm yeah. like, really? So I, I would have to disagree. I think he's actually getting better. Coach. Right, I wasn't talking, Lovey Smith. I was talking press conferences as a whole. Oh, yeah, they're, they're bad. Coach. Yeah, you're, yeah right, you're right about Lovey. They're getting a little bit more exciting, which is like, you know, going from – Point five to one on the scale of one to ten interest level. No, I was talking press conferences in general. There have been so many in Chicago of late, and they all sound the same. You hear from the same people. And I don't know about you, Big Dog, but you get a question from Peggy Kosinski, and uh, sports doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Oh, okay, well, yeah, I, I, I know you love a Peggy Kosinski coach, but <laughs> you know all these guys go to the same exact firms that tell you the same exact things when you're supposed to say it. So. 
what we need is what we need is another firm that yes. comes out and say the exact same thing that everybody else says because we don't want to get these guys in trouble. You know, we, you get, but actually have them have it sound a little different. So yes. have coach speak and 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 cliche speak sounds a little bit different. Yeah, and, and don't tiptoe. I feel like all these media people are like tiptoeing on the tulips. They're so careful. It's like relax. We're talking sports here. We're not talking, uh, you know. An invasion of a foreign country, the guy up at the podium can handle it. You don't have to be critical or super negative, but loosen up a little bit and, and ask a question, uh, you know, that is not off of page three of your journalism school. I agree with you completely. You're exactly, and the person, the player who totally, totally typifies that is, is Tim Tebow. You know, so we're sitting there watching him and people are like, man, that dude's an idiot. He doesn't know how to talk. I'm like, no, no, he's not an idiot. He just uh, went to a PR class, and he makes sure he doesn't say anything that mm-hmm. isn't anything that he, he's all the that doesn't go along with all the money he spent on that PR class. Like listening to Tim Tebow speak, it's like right when I ask him the question, we do this with one of my buddies. I do it. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you exactly what he says. And it's be, you think my coach coach speak is good? You should hear my Tebow speak, coach. It's, fun. <laughs> it's well, it's like take this question immediately. He's gonna he's gonna thank his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And when I did it last night, Coach, people legitimately almost fell off the couch because right <laughs> when I said it, I I, I undid the TV and he's yeah. like, I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. People are like, dude, you knew he was gonna say that. How did you know? And then like like they ask a question, I paused it, and I'm like, he's gonna talk about how great his receivers are, unselfish. That's why he only had four completions. My, my receivers <laughs> are unselfish. They never compl- like people were like, how did you? I'm like yeah. they're like you had to see this. I can do a Tebow speak better than anything right now, Coach. I can nail Tim Tebow doing an interview. Better That'll than be a, a new character that we'll put into our show that we're going to do at a bar that you haven't lined up just yet. Uh, well, that's an, uh, no, I, that's a totally <laughs> different issue that I'm going to have to get back yes, to. Yes, it is. On, and I'm, I'm going to charge you 20 bucks to get in, Coach, even if you are my co I don't care what you charge me. You were supposed to set this up about a month ago. We were going to appear in some oh, local God. establishment. but And, uh, and, and I, needed about, I needed about $1,500, so I really didn't want to. They're supposed to pay us. We're not supposed to pay them. What the hell is that about? And by the way, uh, one of our emailers points out Tebow only completed two passes, and to show you how he shares the wealth, it was to two different receivers. Well, he completed (laughs) nine last night. Last night? Last night he completed nine. What did we talk? Was there a game last night? That's what I'm talking about last night. I had no idea the Denver Broncos played last night. Oh my! You didn't know what happened I, last night. There was a lot going on last night. I want. I'm watching a tape of my Northwestern Wildcat knocking off the Louisiana State University Tigers with uh, John Sherna going off. What the heck? I didn't know. Who did Denver play? The, the Jets came into Denver last night. Who won? The Jets, are lead, the Jets are leading 13 to 10 with five minutes to go in the game, and then Tim Tebow literally put the other 52 players on the Broncos on his back. He gained 92 with the 95 wow. yards of the game-winning drive. Wow. A minute to go in the game, on the 20-yard line, the Jets decide to blitz him up the middle. Eric Smith loses contain, and Tim Tebow runs through the secondary. People are diving at his feet. By the way, if you dive at Tim Tebow's feet and throw your hand at his legs, he's not going to go down defensive backs around the NFL. Just thought I'd let everybody know that. And he prances in for the game-winning touchdown. Wow. He completed nine passes last night. For 104 yards and another, that's, he got another win. Coach. That's becoming a huge story and beating the Jets. You said the game was at Denver. It was at Denver, coach. Wow. They were interviewing Tebow 45 minutes after the game. The NFL Network was okay. So I got the phone. I got the game on my phone, sitting there on the train. 
and it's at least 45 minutes after, there was still 30,000 people in Denver chatting, Tebow, Tebow. He could not, they didn't put a earpiece in. There was, he was sitting at a desk. He couldn't <laughs> hear what people were asking him. They had to, like, lean over and whisper to him in his ear after they asked the question. Completely. That's how loud it was in, in Denver last that's night. That's outstanding. Completely, completely missed that story. Had no idea there was Thursday night NFL football, let alone that's what I was Tim Tebow. Even Michael, Michael Irvin asked the best question. Uh, are your receivers mad <laughs> that they don't get the ball enough? And that's why I did the whole. No, they're totally unselfish. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that could have applied to the previous weeks, too. That's amazing. Now, Denver's won four out of five games. We have any fans out there that watch the uh, Broncos' victory over the Jets? Always good to see the uh, Ryan boys and the Jets lose a game. You want to talk about that one? 888-463-6748, our phone number. Four victories in five games. I just saw up on the screen one of the commentators on a sports talk show, Big Dog. They got the... Um, the subtitles underneath, so I can read what they're saying. I can't hear, and he's calling Tebow the most over-criticized quarterback in NFL history. That might be a little bit early, but based on what you saw last night in four to five, the guy might be right, huh? He might be right, coach. I only got to see. Uh, I only got to see the end of the game, like the second half of the fourth quarter. Honestly, like the last seven minutes of the game. So I got the right when the Tebow draft started, and I was—I couldn't believe it. I was watching. How many I mean, seconds left when he ran? Uh, how many yards did he run for the touchdown, or how many seconds 20, left? It was 20 yards, and it was about a minute to go in the game. Wow. Like right at about a minute. Cool. And, Coach, they, you know, it's one thing to run the read option, because I actually can understand the read option working with the right quarterback in the NFL because it puts the, the defensive end in an island. And I can see it working even on a consistent basis. Like literally, any, Tim Tebow could run that play for three or four yards. Every single time. But in the NFL running the true triple option coach, he was putting the ball in the fullback's belly, reading the end, and then taking it out and reading the linebacker and deciding whether the pitch. He was running the true triple option last night. The Broncos ran the – I mean, and coach, I'm not talking about they did it once. They ran that play at least five times last night where they ran the – I'm not not saying that's a lead option. The true triple option that you could have watched the, the army used back in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Well, so whatever it is, it's working. Because again, four to five games, that's becoming a developing uh, one of the more, well, I would say pleasant. Some people would say surprising. Whatever description you want to use, but it is certainly one of the big stories of the NFL season at this point. With Denver knocking off the Jets, I'm watching the replay up on the screen right now. Not a Vontae Davis, but a Daryl Revis coming up to hit. A Tim Tebow, Darrell Revis, pretty good defensive back. Swing and a miss. It looked like a Chicago Cub hitter with two strikes on him on a pitch in the outside <laughs> corner. Wow. All right, so we got that one. Uh, so that uh, apparently I can't pick that for my beat the schmoes predictions. Well, you can, but I think our listeners might get a little upset. Yeah, probably. Probably. All right, so we got lots on the David docket. What's that? If you if you'd asked David Olson before, he would have told you Denver by at least four points. Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. Did you know there was a game yesterday, Dan? I did, yes. No clue. No clue. Good producer would have at least let me know. John, make sure you watch Tebow and the Denver Broncos tonight. David Olson working too hard, though. He's got like 15 different jobs, got two kids at home, too many things going on. i I got to support, start supporting myself, big dog. Uh, also, in addition to Football Friday, we need to talk a little NASCAR today because uh, this weekend the Nextel Cup will be decided. 
and uh, the Cub managerial position, of course, and we'll break down San Diego and the Bears, but it is a football Friday. Got to make our uh, football predictions, and Big Dog on the line with us is Wisconsin John. He called in last week, and if uh, memory or mammary serves me correct, this man picked all three games correct. He went 3-0, and and in fact, he did beat the Schmoes. Wisconsin John, welcome to the program, my friend. That is two times, two times, two times, 3-0 and champion on Beat you, the Schmoes, baby. You said two times, three times. That's exactly right, because I went 3-0. and Okay. It's better. I thought you might say three times, two times, but two times, 3-0 and was not bad. Now, what were the games you picked last week? It was the Wisconsin Badger giving up a whole bunch of points. Exactly. And they exactly scored a whole bunch of points. And, you know, the defense didn't allow that touchdown. It was the special teams that allowed that one touchdown. Yeah. Now, you do realize before you make your picks that your beloved Wisconsin Badgers are taking on Joe Radwanski's Navy and Orange of the Fighting Illini. I I am. I am well aware of that. And obviously, you know i got to go with the red and white, baby. All right. Got to go with the red and white. The drive from Aurora to Wisconsin is only, what would you think, Big Doe? You could... You could get up there and whoop Big John by the side of the panties, uh, what, in about just under an hour from Aurora? Uh, well, considering that I'll, I'd have to walk there, it would take me a little bit more than an hour, Coach. I'll, what if I give you a ride? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll be more than happy. But I would actually just rather go down to uh, Illinois and actually, because Wisconsin travels well, and they always bring the cheese curds with them, Coach, every single time. <laughs> Oh, we're not only bringing the cheese curds, we're bringing the jump house in the house, baby, all the way down to Champagne. <laughs> oh, by the way, does it bother you as a Wisconsin fan to see that how many other uh, schools around the country have taken jump around and they played before the fourth quarter of their football games? Does it bother yeah, you at all? It, it, it does bother us because we're the ones that, that brought it around and all of a sudden all these copycats have to take it apart and, and you know adopt it to themselves. That's not fair. We should have copyrighted that. Uh, by the way, Bowling Green is the uh, is the most recent, and I got to tell you something. When you see seventeen hundred kids in a in a stadium for fifty thousand jumping around, it's extremely intimidating. <laughs> uh, it's incredible. So yeah, all right. So, uh, Big John, are you uh, by any chance making the trip down to uh, Champagne? Uh, as a matter of fact, I am. You are. Because I'm going to do the jumper around with everybody else. Now you're not. You're just saying that you're not actually. Yeah, going no, to I'm the not. Game. I'm not actually going to the game. Oh, that's too bad. That's but I'll be bad. there in spirit. What uh, big dog? What percent? Because you are right. Wisconsin travels extremely well. What percent of Memorial Stadium is somewhat demoralized? Memorial Stadium, LA. What percent will be a Wisconsin Badger fans? Give me a rough estimate. Well, typically, uh, it's about ten percent, and that that's about right. Is uh, and that's about for every single Big Ten school. But when when uh, Northwestern when Wisconsin travels, it's, it's going to be at least twenty percent of the stadium will be from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It won't be any higher than that because Illinois sold a lot of tickets this year. Now, depressingly, when when they play my beloved Northwestern team, I hate to say it. It's eighty percent. Well, no, it's not eighty percent, but it's more than in both basketball and football. This is embarrassing to say. It's more than half well, Wisconsin at fans. Huh? At least they have a sellout. Yeah, true, and it's fun, like in basketball, but it's more noticeable in basketball because you're in a tighter area of space. You can see the the red versus the purple shirts or jerseys, whatever people are wearing. But, um, you know, it's like 60% Wisconsin fans at a Northwestern basketball game. It's fun 
for the Northwestern kids to play in front of a full house because they don't get to do it that often. But it's a little embarrassing that it's mostly people like Big John and the Wisconsin Badger fans. But, uh, Big John, you're pre- predicting a Wisconsin victory this weekend. I am I am thinking that uh, the, I believe it's 15 points that the Badgers are getting. Wow. Uh, so I'm I'm going to be taking that. So Fifth, you're Badgers giving up. He's going to be giving. He's giving. He isn't giving. giving. Right. Giving 15 at Illinois. Yep. Mm. Okay, we've doubted you before, but you've proven correct. What else you got on the docket? I got, uh, well, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming over into Lambeau Field. Uh-oh. And we have a guy up in Wisconsin from one of the radio stations up here that's making a trek all the way up from Milwaukee and walking to Lambeau Field for charity up here. You know, got to stick with this guy. I know the Packers get 15 and a half or given 15 and a half in this. I'm going to take the Packers. So, so far in the first two games, you're giving up 30 and a half points. That's exactly right. Well, it is the holiday season. You're in a giving spirit. I am in a giving Coach, spirit. Coach, Garrett Blunt is healthy. That's, that's, that's no way that pick can happen. Boy, I, you know, I picked Tampa last week's beat the Schmoes. I, I thought Tampa would be a decent team this year. They were an embarrassment last week. Oh, they, 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 they had, they're bad, Coach. People, people are jumping all over that because the spread is going to widen. Everybody's saying, oh, jump on it at 14 because they think it's going to, the number's going to go up to like 17 by Sunday. Just, you know, it's been an unpredictable NFL. Basically, every team except the Packers. It's been total unpredictability when you least expected, you know, you're elected, you're on candid camera. Uh, Big John, when Green Bay hasn't lost a game this year, you know, when you least expect it. Who knows? Tampa Bay might sneak up and bite him on the backside. Well, I'll tell you what, they played Minnesota last week and obviously Minnesota's Minnesota this year. Um, but I'll tell you what, the defense really impressed me, and I think the defense of the Packers stepped it up last week and played some really good defense. Stop the run. I mean, if you could stop Peterson, you know, that's a, that's one of the top running backs in the NFL, and they did it. They were able to stop him, and Minnesota didn't have anything else for the Packers. Yeah, like I said, they, they shut down one of the top uh, five uh, rookie quarterbacks in the league this year. The Vikings are horrible. Come on. Don't act like they beat anybody special on, on Monday night, yeah. Big John. Stick around oh, for like, I beat the Schmoes football picks. I might uh, might be putting some money down on Minnesota. <laughs> Tampa Bay, you mean? No, Minnesota. You just said the Vikings <laughs> are terrible, so I said, well, stick around for my beat the Schmoes football pick. Big John, what's your third game? My third game is going to be Boston College at Notre Dame. Oh! Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is giving 24 and a half in this game. You're not taking that game. Boston College, I've seen them play some really good games when over there in South Bend, Indiana, and even upset Notre Dame a, a few times. I'm going with Boston College in this game. Yeah, I like that. That 24 and a half is ridiculous. I saw that too and just started chuckling. I could, I didn't know. That makes no sense. I, I know this is a really bad Boston College team, but that, you're exactly right. You get a bunch of Jesuits and Catholics on a football field, that's a war. <laughs> Well, you know, you realize if you would have taken Notre Dame, uh, you would have been given up what, like fifty-four and a half points between three games, Big John. So thankfully, you took the underdog. <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, Wisconsin, John. Before we let you go, congratulations on the three and zero for beating beat the Schmoes or the Schmoes, I should say, a prestigious honor and certainly one you and your family can be very, very proud of. You are from the Milwaukee area. Do you got any insights, outsights, or anything in between on our brand new Cub manager via the Milwaukee Brewers, Mister Dale Swain? I'll tell you what, he is going to be a great asset to the Chicago Cubs. You know, he Why did a lot with, with the Milwaukee Brewers as far as their hitting goes. Brought Corey Hart around. 
you know, he was in a slump, and he, you know, Corey Hart was sent down to the minors and had to be brought back up to the majors, and, and uh, he really worked with them, and, you know, he's just a, a great guy. The players want to be there with him. The players respect him. I think the Chicago Cubs are going to benefit from from his hiring. Big dog? That sounds good. I yeah. like it. I, I so, like it, too. Without question, Milwaukee's had a really good offense over the last couple of years. Yeah, and so maybe that means that the Cubs could possibly get better offensively, hopefully. Why, uh, Wisconsin, John, why did Dale Swaim get passed over two different times for the Milwaukee Brewer head job? Any ideas there? You know, I have no idea. I think probably because he's just so good at working with the hitters specifically, they really didn't want to give him the job of, you know, handling the whole ball club where mm-hmm. – you know, he was respected by the hitters. They turned to him for advice, you know, when they were in a slump. They wanted to know what they were doing wrong, and he was able to help them get out of that funk. You know, um, even even the prime players, even the Prince Fielders, he, even Orion Bronze went to him for advice, Didn't never had that cocky attitude, I have this all on my own. They even turned to him when they were hitting very well. Hmm. All right. so I just think the respect period of, you know, of his, Ability. Um, the reason why he was, you know, not hired as a manager for the Brewers, I don't know. I just, I, my personal feeling as a fan, I just think that it's because, you know, they wanted to specific, specifically keep him as a hitting coach because he had that chemistry with the players as a hitting coach. You know, I wish the Cubs had that philosophy because they've lost some of their best minor league instructors, instructors over the last couple firings of managers by hiring Mike Quaddy and Bruce Kim. They just would have kept him in their exact positions. The organization would be a lot better off. But instead, they hired him as managers, which meant they had to fire him out of the whole organization a year and a half later. Yeah, exactly right. So Beautiful. Wisconsin, John, we appreciate you checking in. If you go 3-0 and again, A, we're going to drug test you, and B, we're going to send you some valuable prizes from our somewhat limited prize belt, okay? Sounds good, Coach. Thank you so much. Which Which part sounds good, the drug testing or the prizes? I actually enjoy the drug testing very much. You know what? It's underrated. I'll, yeah, I'll test some drugs for you. It's, it's a, no, 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 no. Just the, the drug testing procedure, not as bad as you think. Plus, oh, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about, wait, I thought you were going to have me test drugs. Yeah, no, 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 no. Drug testing. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the nice oh. thing about it here at thetalkzone.com is I don't want to get too personal, but our general manager, Chris Whitting, how do I describe it? He has a hands-on approach to drug testing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wisconsin, John, get out of here. Have a good weekend. Thanks for checking in. Thank you, guys. God bless you, Wisconsin. You know you know what, Big Dog? Have you heard? Did you hear any of the Dale Swain press conference? I have not heard the Dale Swain press conference. Listen to it, and you tell me if Wisconsin, John, doesn't sound like Dale Swain. I, I will definitely listen for that, Coach. They both have that deep, very serious, come on, lighten up, guys. But Right, Dave? They sound alike. Maybe Wisconsin John Isdale Swain That's what I'm using thinking. an alias. That's what I'm thinking. Interesting. I worry about his concentration. 45 minutes after the press conference, he's calling up our show to play Beat the Schmoes. I don't know if that's what you want from your Cub manager, but I'm telling you, Big Doe, the two guys sound alike. Uh, Interesting. Well, I, I, don't th- I wouldn't think too much about it, Coach. Okay. I would let that one go. Okay. All right. It's either that or let Paradise make her picks, Big Doe. <laughs>
Might as well no, no, no. Hey, real quick, before the uh, football picks, and again, you want to check in, make your football predictions. Wisconsin, John did it. You can, too. Dial up at 888-463-6748. Any three games, high school, college, or pro. You can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. M-I-C and the number two. Mike2Guys, AOL.com. Big dog, real quick, we got to talk a little uh, NASCAR. We've kind of ignored it for the most part here. The next Tell Cup, we're down to the final race. Uh, it is the Sprint Cup 400, and basically down to Carl Edwards and Tony Stewart. The two of them are trash-talking a little bit. Yeah, they're down in Homestead, Florida for the last race of the year, and this is without question the closest uh, Sprint Cup chase the last week that, that we've ever had. And Tony Stewart, my goodness, he's been talking a bunch of smack. So Carl Edwards had to throw in a little bit uh, yesterday, and this is the first time ever I'm not rooting for a Chevy to actually win the whole entire title. But every time Tony Stewart opens his mouth, I just want to slap him. <laughs> How much of it? I, I heard a little bit of the uh, the, the back-and-forth. Carl Edwards, by the way, doing getting some nice comebacks against Tony Stewart. How much of it is um, so that people like us talk about it? How much of it is contrived? How much of it is for real? I, You know what? They probably did. They were like, probably him and Carl Edwards were like, hey, let's just let's talk a little smack to each other. It doesn't mean anything, just so we can get a little spotlight on it. It's funny that you said that. It almost felt that way. It felt contrived mm-hmm. when you knew this. So it's, it, I totally agree that it was contrived, Coach. I'm 100% thinking this. Entertaining, though. I got to tell you, it was it was pretty entertaining. And you know what? Last week, Smoke and Joe Frazier passed away. Well, Maybe two of the very originals that did that, and it really wasn't Joe Frazier's idea. He didn't even have an idea, but certainly Muhammad Ali slash Kate Cassius Clay and his handlers did because they went in that back and forth. And back then, what was it, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever it was, that was something new and different and created interest in that particular boxing match. So, Yeah, nobody had ever seen that before. Right. So, uh, it's you know, driver talking smack is one thing, and I was just shocked when Tony, they asked Tony Stewart, they asked both of them. You know, it's coming out to the last rap, you're, lap, you're right behind the guy in front of you. Would you wreck the guy? And, like, like Carl Edwards, like, put his head down, like, I don't want to answer that. And Tony Stewart's like, I'd wreck my mom if it meant a championship. Mm-hmm. Like, While well, he admitted he'd wreck Carl, Carl Edwards. Yeah. And then didn't Tony, St- uh, Carl Edwards come back and said, and I'd wreck your mom's car if it meant winning? No, no, he came back. Yeah, no, he said, I'd wreck. My mom's car is a man winning. Then Tony Stewart said, I'd wreck your mom's car for me. It was Tony Stewart who did talk all the wrecking uh, that was going on. So, good stuff, yeah, good nice. stuff. Sunday, uh, I believe, at 2 o'clock on, um, I think it's on ES, ESPN, but it will be so the one finals. O'clock, well, yeah, 1 o'clock. At, uh, I, so it's in Homestead, Miami, 1 o'clock this Sunday, and right around 3.30 or so, I'll be changing the channel to see what's going on. My inside sources tell me 2 o'clock, but uh, check your local listings. Now, if you're Eastern time. Thank you very much. Final point: uh, Is there any chance Jimmy Johnson can come out of nowhere and win his? What no, is no, he? There's, uh, only Tony Stewart and Kyle Edwards okay. are mathematically uh, can win. So the so, back to uh, back Kevin to back Harvick, to back to back five in a row for Jimmy Johnson officially over. He will not. He's you know he's got five in a row yet, so he can't get six. So that's done. Five is okay. over. So everybody was eliminated last week. Kevin Harvick was mm-hmm. the last one available like, that could win, and he had a very bad race last week and was eliminated. Yeah. So Very good. Uh, a couple of baseball notes before we get into our football predictions here, an A and a B and a C, and uh, keep it short in the analysis, Big Dog, but they're worth mentioning. A, uh, the Houston Astros are going to be going to the American League. Pretty cool, I think, 2013, not next year. B, 
of more significance. Ten teams will now make the playoffs, not eight. They added two more wild card teams, one in each league, so the wild card teams will play first to enter the Final Four and see the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Fame, the uh, Major League Baseball voters did listen to your comments yesterday, and I think they made you satisfied. Clayton Kershaw, your guy, did in fact win the National League Cy Young Award. Yeah, a triple crown winner in Cy Young. He didn't even win it unanimously. I want to find out the, the voters who didn't vote for him uh, in first place. But, yeah, he won the National League Cy Young Award, and he definitely yep. deserved it. Coach, in the history of baseball, re- let me repeat this, in the history <laughs> of baseball, mm-hmm. No 23-year-old pitcher has ever had more wins, a lower ERA, and more strikeouts at this point in his career. Ever. He's the best 23-year-old pitcher in the history of the game of baseball. It's pretty strong. Yes, I mean, how often can you say that he's well, 23, it's a small sample size, but this is true. All this is true, but all I know is he's 23 years old, has the most wins, ERA, and strikeouts ever in the history of the game, and he is the reigning Cy Young Award winner. And the kid is, by the way, without question, one of the nicest kids in all of Major League Baseball. I'm so yeah. happy Clayton Kershaw won that. Cool. Without question. Beautiful. We're talking to uh, Mr. Kershaw, Clayton's dad, here on the Two Guys in a Mic show. Yeah, David. One other point that they also uh, extended interleague play is going to go on all season long, not just the yeah, it, two points in the season, to. all season long. Good. I like that. It, it has to because there's now uh, 15 teams in each league, so the Cubs only have five teams in their division. And the American League West all of a sudden has five teams in their division. So we don't have four or five team divisions, one six team division and one four team division. Yeah, which was so, ridiculous. Now, David, yeah, when you say it's yeah. going to go on all season long, doesn't necessarily mean there will be more interleague games, just that they will be spaced out throughout the 162, right? No, I did, I'm not sure how they're going to break that out, but if it's going to go on all season long, I would have to say, yeah, there will be more interleague play. No, no, there, there won't be. There's still everybody's going to play their 18 interleague games. It's just like you said, because there's okay, so they're just not going to do it like in two specific weekends or right. whatever, like they do now. They're right. just going to spread that out. It, it, exactly. So like opening day, you're going to the Marlins are going to be playing the Mariners for some reason mm-hmm. on opening day next year. We're going to be like um, somebody's going to complain, but on opening day it's so weird. Oh, shut up. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? We. The divisions are even for the first yeah. time since 1997. Thank you very much, baseball. Oh, excuse me, 1998. 1997 yeah, was the last time that we had even divisions. So, whatever. I, yeah, I, I, I still think they should have reshuffled the whole deck and gone east-west. You know, reshuffled uh, everything. Ooh, that would have been dramatic. What they really should do is east-west. Not National exactly. League, American League, but just... Well, you know, you do a National, you do National League, oh. American League, but you'd let, you know, have okay. the Western teams be the American League and the Eastern oh. teams be the So National a total League. reshuffling in total, the American total League? Total reshuffling, you know. Ooh. So, you so, so have the Mets and the Yankees in the, the same league and... You'd want uh, the Mets, Yankees, Phillies, Red Sox, Pirates, all in the same league. Absolutely. Well, then you, you couldn't call it American and, and National League then. I, you see, I, I have no problem, David, in all sports doing that. I want to do it in football. I don't care about the NFC and AFC. I don't care about it in basketball or, or, or hockey. But baseball is a little different. I mean, the, the National League started in 1876. The American League started in 1901. I, I, I have no problem breaking them up into two divisions, each so four divisions in baseball. But I, I, I just... Really, you'd want to break up the American and National League that much? You really, you're not a, are you a big baseball fan? I am, but with the new structure and with interleague play, the divisions are meaningless now, in my opinion. 
I couldn't agree and, more. And, uh, you know, and it, all, it's yeah, like a, right. a tradition. At this point, tradition is out the window. You might you, you might as well do something radical uh, and get people excited about baseball again. Here's what I would want to do. I, would, I, I want to keep the American and National League. That's if, you know, the Astros started in 1962. If they want to switch them, I have no problem. But I want two divisions in each league, and you have two division winners in each league. They automatically get the buy, and now you have, uh, in each league, you have four wildcard teams, and they play the one-game playoffs to determine who's going to play the the actual when, division winner. When you say division winner, are you talking about pennant winner? No, no, division, because there'll be four oh, divisions. See, okay. Right now, still with three divisions and two wild cards, what's going to end up happening is the next year, the National League West division winner is going to have 86 wins, and the Cubs are going to be in the National League Central. They're going to have 96 wins, finish in second place to the Cardinals, and then the Cubs are going to have to play a one-game mm-hmm. playoff. I... I, I with three divisions, it makes the regular season seem less important because all of a sudden you have bad teams getting buys that don't deserve buys. I, I don't like it, Coach. Mm-hmm. I it's see. I, I see what you're saying a little bit, but still, we, we like to reward the fact, even if a wild card team's record is better. If you win your division and you are the division champion, I think what that does is it gives some prestige and advantage. The d- division champion, because now the wild card teams have to play that play in matchup. I don't know if it's going to be a two out of three, one game, best of four. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but from well, that standpoint, I like it. But I can see your your situation too. Well, my or, point. Well, my point is that those, there's so many divisions that it's meaningless. That that's that's what I'm saying. If you had less divisions, and it actually meant something like, hey, you know what? We won the National League East this year, and I'm more than happy to wave that pennant up there because there's only four divisions. Like right now, does anybody? Did you have you seen anybody wear a 2011 Chicago or 2010 Chicago Bears NFC North champion T-shirt? Have you seen a Chicago Bears fan with one of those? Only t-shirts on? once, and I think it was at a funeral. There, that's my point. Some there guy was know, buried though. in it. Yep. So that's when you have more divisions than teams in the division, <laughs> there's an issue. Okay. okay. So, all right, let's, let's get away for the bait. We got we got all next week to talk about it as well. Let's get back to uh, a football Friday here and start making our beat the schmoes football predictions. Talk about some of the college football and NFL football matchups over the weekend. Let's welcome in our second caller here to compete in the highly prestigious beat the schmoes game, and it's our good friend Pigskin Boy checking in. Pigskin, how are you? I'm feeling good, Joe. You're right. You don't wear NFC Championship North Championship T-shirts unless you're in Indonesia. Thank you. That's Thank where you. the your, funeral your was. House was flooded. That's the funeral. It was in Indonesia. It's all coming back now. No, what they do is, um, you know, if, um, this is a true story. If you had the uh, Bears Super Bowl champions over the Colts, what they do is they send all of those Bears Wolves, you know, Super Bowl champion T-shirts um, to the Far East. <laughs> and so what you'll see is tourists there will be walking around. It would be like. 20, 20, 30 people in the middle of Indonesia wearing Bears Super Bowl champion T-shirts. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the Bears Super Bowl champion T-shirts were sent to Romania. Not all of them, but a lot of them were. It was funny because Lilith Lilac was in Romania <laughs> building a house for somebody, yep. working for Habitat for Humanity. There's no joke, Coach. And I see a picture of her, like her arm around uh, this one like really fat girl, and she's wearing a Chicago Bears World Championship 2006 T-shirt. I, like, I, just, I just had to start laughing. 
I'm like, you know, the Bears did win the Super Bowl that year. Like, what? She didn't get it. Pretty funny. Uh, and that's no joke. So on the other side of the world, it's like you would, okay, just check this out. Like, you're on the other side of the world. You've been held captive. You've been in Iran for a year and a half as captive. You get out. You see the Bears win the Super Bowl. I wasn't there. You get home and you find out that they, it didn't happen. Yeah. And it's not really reciprocal either. You don't see anybody in the States wearing, like, Tunisia, Middle East, North Division champions. You'd be surprised, Coach. Yeah, all right. You hang around a different group than I do. All right, hey, uh, Pigskin Bowl, we're up against the clock here. We need your three predictions uh, for Beat the Schmoes. High school, college, or pro, you got to pick them against the spread, my friend. Game one. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Wisconsin and give 14 and a half to Illinois. Wow. Not a lot of love for the fight in the line. Okay, Wisconsin giving up the points. Great, so uh, my next great so is um, I'm going to take, and I, let's see if this is right, uh, Minnesota in 15 and a half. Uh-oh, the only problem with that is I'm taking that game too, Pigskin. I might be too, but which way are you going now? Minnesota and Oakland, according to our... Um, I got to Minnesota, Minnesota and Northwestern. Oh, 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 college football. College. Sorry about that. Okay, who are you taking? Uh, i got to take Minnesota at 15.5. I love my Cavs, but, boy, <laughs> that's a lot. Minnesota is the most improved team in the uh, in the Big Ten the last five weeks. Yeah. Who, did they, who did they beat earlier in the season that was pretty good? Iowa? Yeah, well, they beat Iowa was, earlier in here. Iowa was a couple of weeks ago, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, uh, that's, that's our guy, Dr. Jerry Kill, the ex-Northern Illinois University coach. Got a long way to go to get the Golden Gopher back to respectability. But uh, I like that pick. Uh, again, hate to root against the Cats, but that's a lot of points to give up. All right, uh, Pigskin, your third and final pick. Well, of course, it's Tennessee. Uh, I believe Tennessee is getting one and a half at home against the Vanderbilt comma losers. Take it easy. Yeah, it's, it's anywhere from a pick to one and a half. All i got to tell you is this. is uh, There's a reason why Tennessee is a home underdog. The Vanderbilt, for the first time ever, <laughs> Ever. Can you believe that? Vanderbilt has never been favored in Knoxville in the history of the program until this Saturday. Yeah, I know. I know. I got it. I got it. Uh, but you, really, you, you, you still feel comfortable about that? Never. Volunteers. Um, Smokey, the mascot, has a new collar. I don't know if that's going to help him with the ticks. That's what is different. What does the tag say on the collar? If lost, please don't return. It says, get me out of here. <laughs> Available for uh, options for trade, if possible. That dog can't get lost. All that's to look up at the Smoky Mountains and knows where to go, Coach. That dog <laughs> won't ever get lost. <laughs> right. All right, so you're going all college, Wisconsin over Illinois, Minnesota over Northwestern, Tennessee over Vanderbilt. And real quick before we let you go, Pigskin, we know you're a big Bears fan. We heard you a little bit yesterday, but uh, – Real quick, your thoughts on Bears-San Diego 315 this Sunday. San Diego's banged up. Bears are healthy. Um, I like the Bears at home. Uh, Rivers has thrown 15 interceptions, the league high this year. Wow. Are, are you worried he might come out and have, you know, because he is capable. Are you worried at all that Phillip Rivers has his breakout game today and the Chargers start to catch fire? Well, even if he does, he, even if he does, he's capable of throwing three to four interceptions. Um, okay. I, I I think Vincent Jackson, Gator arms a lot of balls. I do love Antonio Gates, but he's always really banged up, and their defense has not been playing particularly well. I like the Bears at all. Beautiful. What about the offensive line, uh, Big Dog and Pigskin? Uh, 
brand new left guard, Edwin Williams, going to fit in. Apparently he had a great spring training, fall training, preseason, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, and the guy's got some talent, but it does disrupt the unit that uh, was just starting to play better. You know what? You're exactly right, but I think they're going to be all right, especially if you get people around him. Because Chris Williams was playing phenomenal people. And uh, Edwin, Edwin Williams, a little bit better at the point of attack, definitely does not pull as well as Chris Williams. That's an issue. It, re- it really is an issue. Chris Williams has taken a lot of grief because he's not as good as people thought he should be for being a first-round draft pick and moving from tackle to guard. The guy's been good. It's a major, it's a major concern for me as a Chicago Bears fan coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. We will see. Pigskin, thanks for checking in. Have a outstanding weekend. Stay out of trouble and... Uh... Give us a call Monday. You can brag about your 3-0 and beat the Schmoes predictions. Uh, you know what? God love you. Be the first time, Coach. Hey, guys, have a great weekend. Take care. There it is. Pigskin Boy checking in. You can, too, at 888-463-6748. Big Dog, I know David Olson, our lead predictor, wants to pick after me because he's got a whole system based on my picks. But, uh, Dog, you want to go first or second today? Okay, I'll go first, Coach. I might as well just get out of the way. Obviously, you know I'm taking Minnesota Golden Gophers plus the 15-and-a-half going down into uh, Northwestern taking on uh, the, the Wildcats, so I won't have to go with that much into that. So that's my first pick. 15-and-a-half points is a lot, especially against a, you know, like a Big Ten team. That's, that's just way too much points. Uh, another game that I, that I like is Oregon is a 14-and-a-half point favor taking on the USC Trojans. The Trojans are fast. The Trojans are good, but the difference is Oregon is faster and better, and Chip Kelly will just keep that train a chugga chugga chugging, and they don't ever stop. They don't take the foot off the pedal. So, like some teams, you don't like to give up two touchdowns because you're afraid they, just, you know, they'll just play to win at the end of the game. Well, Oregon plays a score on every possession. Oregon will cover that 14 and a half. The last game of the day is uh, Nebraska goes to the Big House, taking on Michigan. Uh, is another night game. Extremely surprising, but this is pretty cool. It'll be a primetime game. Uh, Michigan will cover the three and a half, no problem, over Nebraska. That's going to end up being, uh, like, Michigan's going to look really good in this game. Everyone's going to start thinking that they're going to end up winning, uh, the leaders division mm-hmm. of the Big Ten. I still can't figure out the whole leaders and legends. I'll get used to it and start to memorize the teams, but basically, what is our most M-M likely look now? Is it Iowa? What's that? M. Ends in Iowa. That's all, right. all you got to remember is that division, the leaders' division. Okay. What is our most likely scenario? Because this will be the first ever Big Ten championship in Indianapolis. Wisconsin wins this weekend. I think they're in, right? And and might they be playing Michigan or who might they be playing? They they can play a bunch of different schools. They can play Michigan. They can play Michigan State. They can play Nebraska. It's up in the air over there, coach. So right. the, the it's. Anything can happen up there in the leaders' division. So the Michigan-Nebraska game is huge. It's gigantic, huge, a massive game. They need Michigan. <laughs> Everybody, they both need Michigan State to lose. Okay, but you know that's definitely possible. But if you lose the Michigan-Nebraska game, you're out of the Rose Bowl contention, basically. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody wants to stay in Rose Bowl contention. And it, so Michigan does not control their own destiny. They need Indiana and or Penn State to beat Michigan State. So. I'm not going to act like the, act like the winners going to the Rose Bowl okay. because those, that's, Indiana isn't beating Michigan State. They're 28 point underdogs, mm-hmm. and next week I don't think Penn State's going to beat Michigan State. All right, the big dog has spoken. Uh, Minnesota over Northwestern with the points. Oregon over USC at a game uh, that will be taped by yours truly. If you want to join me, big dog, probably 
somewhere around 6, 6, 15 Sunday morning. I'll be watching that game. Nebraska losing to Michigan. You're taking Michigan at home, giving up the three and a half. David Olson, I'm assuming you want to pick after me. All right, now, Big Dog, I'm going to ask you for an assist. I've okay. never done this before on Beat the Schmoes. But I'm going to make, I got four games. That I, I, all four of them, if I don't love them, I like them a lot. And you're going to have to eliminate one of the games for me. I hate to do it, but, but you know, when you get to be my age, you know, you're not so ashamed of looking for a little assist. So here's my picks. Well, four I, games. I will guarantee you I eliminate the winner. It probably. Happens. Whenever I like eight games, I, yep. I go 5-0 and oh in the games I don't choose. I will, I will not hold you responsible, I promise. So, sort okay. of. All right, game one, I'm going all NFL. I am taking Minnesota, not the Golden Gopher. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings against all odds when you least expect it. That's the motto. Of the, look at look at Dave. He's writing his fixed out. Right, right off the bat, Dave's going to the charge, Oakland. But I will take the uh, Vikings, my guy Christian Ponder, against the Oakland Raiders, and I also think Leslie Frazier. I respect him as a coach after an embarrassment last week. They're going to be in bounce-back mode. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Got to be the Ravens. Right? The schizophrenic Ravens, they gotta show their good side this week. It's at Baltimore, taking on the overachieving Cincinnati Bengals. This is an easy game. Take the Baltimore Ravens to come through. Arizona, San Francisco. Arizona Cardinals, big dog, coming off a serious momentum win last week. Getting nine and a half points at San Francisco. I hesitate. Maybe this is the game I eliminate, but I picked Arizona plus the nine and a half. And finally, and I feel pretty good with this one too, Seattle on the road over a Seriously banged up St. Louis Rams team. I'll take the Seahawks. I think the Rams, surprisingly, favored by two. Seattle coming off a big victory. By the way, the 49ers, just to add to the before you eliminate that game, dog, Frank Gore says he's healthy. The doctors say he's questionable. So that's a factor in that game. But uh, which of the four are you going to eliminate from my picks? Well, uh, I, I guess I would have to say Minnesota. They're the worst team that you picked. I'm looking at the spreads now. Minnesota's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to go with them, Coach. If you're going if, if to ask me, don't you know I'm going to Oakland's actually favored in that one by one. Oakland by one? Yep. We're all looking at different lines here. Let me see what I got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Minnesota started out as one-and-a-half-point favorite, but everybody's betting on Oakland now, so Oakland's a one-point favorite across the board. Why the hell? Uh, the Vegas yeah. Insider is pretty cool. They tell you where it opened and mm-hmm. where it's at right now. So it cool. typically, and everything that you pick, people are like people are betting towards Arizona. People are betting towards Seattle. So, Coach, maybe you might have made the right pick. What website is that again? VegasInsider.com. Wow. Does it tell you where in Chicago you can drink at a Penn State bar and root for the Penn State Nittany Lion? It doesn't tell you that there, but if you email Joel Redwanski <laughs> at yahoo.com after the show, I will yeah. tell you the best Penn State bar in the city of Chicago, Coach. Might be interesting to show up this Saturday. Better yet, it would have been better last Saturday. Um, all right. I hesitantly take the Vikings off the board, although I, that was kind of my surprise pick. David Olson, our defending champion and continuing champion of Beat the Schmoke. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, I'm going to start off with a rarity here. Uh, agreeing with the coach with uh, oh. Arizona over the 49ers. Um, my reason for this is that San Francisco hasn't blown anybody out, and Arizona hasn't been getting blown out. Mm-hmm. All right, so I mean we've got we've got it's nine and a half, and I, I think uh, Arizona's going to cover that no problem. It's hard to beat anybody by 10 when you're only scoring 20 points in the NFL. Exactly, the exactly. They score 17 and blow you out. I don't know how they do it. Mm-hmm. So, 
<laughs> yeah, and like if you go back and look at the schedule, aside from that Tampa Bay game, there San Francisco is not blowing anybody out. They, they have a year deck where they have a bunch of twenty to seventeen games mm-hmm. up, and, which is a good thing. I mean, it proves that in the fourth quarter they win football games. Right, uh, game two. I'm going to go with uh, Oakland over Minnesota. Okay. I think uh, Carson Palmer's getting to the swing of the os- uh, offense. Michael Bush has been outstanding. So. Oh my goodness, he's been unbelievable when Darren McFadden has been hurt. So, like, he's, he's one of the top. 15 running backs in the NFL. He's a What's backup. his name? Michael Brooks? Michael Bush. Michael Bush. Bush. Oh, from, um, wait, not Louisville. Michigan. From Louisville. From Louisville. Yeah. Louisville. He wore, like, number 18 at Louisville. He went there as an outside linebacker, and he was fast enough that they let him play running back. Whatever happened to Michigan running back Michael Hart? I thought he'd be a good NFL running back. Uh, every single preseason, he gets hurt for the Indianapolis Colts, ah. and he never produces anything, okay. is what happened. Okay. And, and you're, you're, he had too many carries in college, is what he had to be. Yep. So he's worn out. Yeah. Now point. let's get back to the guy who goes three and zero every week. Please. And then game number three, <laughs> and this is going to be a dog of a game, but uh, Cleveland is favored Yikes. over Jacksonville by one, and I'm taking the Jaguars in this one. Wow. Because as bad as the Jaguars are, they do have one of the top defenses in the league, and Cleveland can't score. So take <laughs> take Jacksonville. Big in this dog. One. I've, I've been talking about you know for years. Since we've been together, and that's 10 years, and it's probably been more than that, about how Cleveland is a great NFL city. The National Football League is a better place when the Cleveland Browns are a good team. The Browns fans, among the most tried and true and loyal and rabid, the whole dog pound thing. And they can't seem to break out of the less than mediocre mode that they've been in since the you and me have been together, and that's 10 years plus. Yeah, they've made the playoffs one time in that whole entire time. It was 2002, and that was like a backdooring into the playoffs, like with a nine and seven record. And you know, uh, David hit it right on the head. We talked about being a dog of the game, dog of the game. Last week they were playing St. Louis and Cleveland, and I'm, I don't know, like people were over at the house getting ready for the Bears game, so we're watching Red Zone, and they were laughing, oh, like, who cares about the Cleveland St. Louis game? Well, it ends up being the best game of the day, and it comes down to a field goal kick, and then the Cleveland Browns and Phil Dawson missed a 21 yard field goal to win the game. Which went off of a bad uh, snap. So I'm with you, Coach. I mean, I'm, I'm with David on this one. Yeah, it's going to be a dog game, but that end, it'll end up being a beauty. Watch, it'll end up going down to the wire. <laughs> Another ugly Cleveland Brown loss. Big dog, did you see the story? We opened up the show, I think, before you came on, and thank you for making our Beat the Schmoes football picks, gentlemen. The Schmoes have spoken. If you'd like to make your picks, uh, dial it up real quick at eight 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 four six three six seven four eight, or you can email us at Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. We talked about it at the start of the show, and maybe this will die out. Hopefully, maybe it's not even true, but early story out about Jimmy Beheim's longtime assistant at Syracuse. Have you seen this story? Uh, I actually heard it last night coming back on the train. Definitely very disturbing. And Jim Beheim was out in front immediately basically saying he doesn't think it's true that this kid might be making it up because why didn't this kid say anything years ago? Ends up find out he did say something in 2005, but this kid, he's 39. And after the, you know, he's coming out with these allegations that it happened 20-something years ago. Mm -hmm. So another ugly story. And, you know, what are you going to say? What, I hope it's not true. If you say that, then you have some two guys making up stories about somebody Mm -hmm. being a child molester, which is, to me, almost... That's just as bad, you know, well, making up a story. So we'll see what happens, Coach. Yeah, two but, two comments there. One, we predicted 
the possibility now that this one's come out that we're going to hear more in the sporting world from some long time, long time coaches. So you got that aspect, but you bring up a very good one too. Now that the Penn State thing has been so publicized, it's opportunity for any Yahoo out there to call out, might have some kind of revenge motive on some coach. Maybe they got some kind of mental sickness. Anybody can mention somebody. And basically by your name even being mentioned, you are pretty much damaged oh, significantly with your character. Yeah, you're, you're totally ruined. So well, I, I, I don't know about totally want, ruined, but... I, I don't even want to say the guy's name until this is can, like the, the allegations end up being true, because the, the Syracuse investigated this in 2005. Mm-hmm. So this has kind of been like an ongoing story, and all of a sudden it's been brought back up. But all of a sudden this guy has a second person to say, yeah, it happened to me too. Suffice it to say, Jim Beheim is slightly nervous at this point? Wouldn't you be? Yes. I, I would have to say yes, you would. Because nothing good can come of this. Nothing good can come of being accused of that. Right. Right. All right. We got to wrap it up. Uh, football Friday. We snuck in a little baseball talk, NASCAR talk as well. Great job as always. Big dog. Thoroughly uh, enjoyable with you all week long. Any weekend activities uh, we need to be aware of that uh, the females might want to get out there and uh, see the big dog participate. Well, Lily, Lily the lilac is in Taipei, so I, I basically have the run of the house for a couple weeks, coach. So. I would have to say lots of beer drinking, mm-hmm. lots of football this weekend. And that's no no public appearances, no uh, bars that you'll be attending? Uh, coach, the only bars I will be seeing this particular weekend will be the ones in front of me if I end up acting <laughs> up like I normally do. <laughs> All right, have a good weekend, though. <laughs> Later, guys. Good, 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 good uh, one, David Olson. Good week. <laughs> Well played. All right, for the dog and the coach, have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We're back at you Monday at 10 on the talkzone.com. Two guys and a mic. We'll see you then.